Commission has to be uh, strong here. I believe that the Council has to be very clear here. And uh, if the Commission is really considering this dirty deal, giving in to, to Hungary together with the Council and releasing the funds, then the European Parliament will use all its instruments at its disposal uh, to stop this and, and to fight against it. Hello and welcome to Euractiv's Beyond the Byline podcast. I am Evikiori and this week we're looking into the European Commission's recent decision to approve the release of Hungary's recovery and resilience plan, a sum of 920 million euros. As Hungary struggles to meet the required rule of law milestones, concerns arise over incomplete achievements in areas like judicial independence and anti-corruption measures. Commissioner Hans' recent report acknowledges progress but underscores unmet milestones. Beyond the 900 million disembursement, the critical question emerges. Is Hungary led by Viktor Orban, strategically wielding its veto power on budget issues and Ukraine support? to influence the release of 13 billion euros in cohesion funding. This potential maneuver is viewed as a substantial threat to recent strides in EU rule of law progress. I'm not sure if the Commission really decided on a complete change on stance here. We know that with um, Repower EU, where we um, uh, changed the, the, the RRP plans again, uh, there is actually the problem that um, they are not aligned with, with um, rule of law uh, milestone. Moritz Kohner is member of the European Parliament with the Renew Europe Group. So the rule of law milestones still apply to the um, money from the recovery fund uh, and uh, Hungary has to fulfill all of these milestones. But unfortunately on Repower EU and on the uh, pre-financing, there are no such strings attached and that's actually a big problem here because I think we forgot that when we made uh, Repower EU because uh, we know that every euro that is going to Hungary uh, is in danger uh, of get, getting into uh, corruption um, and that's actually a big problem for the European Union because every money that is going into corrupted uh, oligarch pockets of Viktor Orban's friends is a uh, euro that is endangering the substance um, uh, of the European Union. The reassessment of the Commission's position reveals a crucial issue with Repower EU and Hungary's recovery and resilience plan. Unlike funds tied to rule of law milestones, Repower EU and pre-financing lack stringent conditions raising concerns about the potential for corruption risks in Hungary. This poses a significant challenge to the overall integrity and effectiveness of the European Union. Oh, Hungary has to comply with lots of uh, milestones on the rule of law. There's some milestones on the judicial system where we have to uh, strengthen judicial uh, independence again. But there are also milestones on corruption um, where we have to really have an anti-corruption framework. And we had uh, Commissioner Hahn in the Budget Committee a few weeks ago, and he said there is still um, um, there is some uh, improvement there, but still uh, not uh, all uh, milestones are achieved, or we are far from um, uh, having achieved all the milestones. Uh, and then for me, it's very clear that there cannot be uh, disbursement of um, money to the uh, to to Hungary. And actually, the bigger question here is not the 900 million euros, but 
uh, is the question if Hungary and uh, Viktor Orban is using his veto on the budget, on the MFF, on the top up for the uh, Ukraine, for the Ukraine facility, for the financial support for Ukraine to pressure the European Union to release uh, maybe 13 billion uh, euros in cohesion funding. So I think that is the bigger question. This dirty deal cannot happen. We should prevent it from happening because that would really endanger all of our progress on the rule of law within the last years. Over the past decade, Hungary's democratic shift has raised concerns as state funds are allegedly funneled to favor friends and oligarchs, influencing media narratives and enabling constitutional and judicial changes. This transformation towards an electoral autocracy is a trend the European Union aims to prevent, recognizing similar challenges in other countries as well. The importance of a robust rule of law mechanism is emphasized, not only to defend against autocratic tendencies, but also to unite the EU in upholding democratic principles. We watched um, Hungary within the last uh, 10 years or so, moving from a democratic member state to a quasi-autocracy, electoral autocracy, we call it in the European Parliament. And that's actually the the main problem here, because uh, if you use all the state money uh, and if you give it to your friends and oligarchs, and then these oligarchs buy a media media, uh, concerns and they are reporting in a way that the government wants and then use your majority to change the constitution, to change uh, the judiciary, to change lots of judges, then you have the recipe to actually, with European money, make out of a democracy, a democratic member states, an autocracy. And uh, that happened uh, in Hungary. And we have to prevent other member states also from going into that direction. We see a huge improvement now in Poland, because I think with the new uh, Polish government, uh, we can really talk about reinstating the judicial system in uh, Poland, uh, but we also see uh, that in Slovakia, maybe we have uh, um, difficult developments there. So it's important that we have this rule of law mechanism to show that the European Union is able to defend itself against these tendencies, these autocratic tendencies within the European Union, because we cannot accept that member states move into this direction. We are in a, in, a, in a very difficult situation within the world. Autocratic states fight against democratic states. We see Russia, we see China, and the European Union should be united in its democratic and rule of law principles, and that's what we want to achieve. Viktor Orban's recent threats of vetoes on the EU budget, Ukraine support and talks on Ukraine's accession highlight a departure from the European stance, drawing from past negotiations where Orban withdrew threats in the face of a strong council position, a resilient approach is urged. He has, uh, of course, uh, now threatened with his veto on the complete budget and on the uh, Ukraine support. Also, um, lately, he uh, threatened to veto uh, the talks on the uh, accession of, of, of uh, Ukraine to, to the European Union. So he's using his vetoes again. Um, and of course, uh, he visited uh, uh, Putin lately and shook hands. So this is actually also something that's very worrying 
to see a member states really um, one member state really going away from the from the European stance on this issue. But I think what we saw in the past was that Viktor Orban was always using his vetoes. And uh, we had we were in the same situation when we negotiated the MFF and the recovery fund um, uh, some years ago. And um, he also said, if you uh, apply this rule of law um, mechanism, if this rule of law mechanism uh, is going to be a law, then I will veto the whole budget, the MFF, the recovery fund and everything. And when the other member states said, okay, Victor, we are going forward on our own. We can also do it with 26 member states. We can also do the recovery fund. Then he saw that actually there was a strong position in the council. And then he actually accepted the rule of law mechanism becoming a law and he, he uh, dropped his veto. So. I think what he understands is the language of power and he understands money. So what we need here is a clear stance um, on of the European Council to say, look, Vic Victor, this is uh, as far as you get. Cannot threaten us with your vetoes. We can do it on our own. We can also do the Ukraine uh, facility on our own. It's a little bit more difficult, but we can do that. Uh, but we will not give in to you. And if um, if we would have this clarity, I think we would see that he would seek for a compromise and then we have some new uh, developments. We also know that he's in a dire political situation when it comes to the uh, Hungarian uh, economy and he needs the money. Um, that's why he's also moving. There are some reforms on uh, corruption and the judiciary, not enough, but we want to see more reforms. We want to uh, actually uh, try to 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 bring Hungary back to uh, a state where we have anti-corruption levels, where we have an um, independent rule of law, and there we have to do more. Recent developments, including a controversial education law and legislation on foreign influence aimed at stifling opposition, heightened worries. So what recent actions has Hungary taken that raise concerns? I think it's unbelievable. Uh, that uh, they are attacking uh, the commission president and also Mr. Soros uh, and of course also clearly with anti-Semitic stereotypes. Um, uh, this is actually unacceptable. Um, and also uh, we saw in uh, the last months, uh, we saw a new education law. I talked to students uh, in the schools that see that teachers are threatened, that they have to teach in a way, uh, are controlled and so on. And there were huge demonstrations of students uh, and they were uh, tear-gassed by the Hungarian police. So we really see lots of the developments. You also mentioned the new, new law on foreign influence, uh, which is also actually uh, constructed to, to oppress the opposition. So there are uh, also still very worrying uh, developments uh, which we have to take into account and where we have to uh, actually still be very vigilant uh, against uh, this trend. And uh, that's why I'm also uh, absolutely clear why we cannot give in uh, and cannot uh, have this dirty deal, money for the Ukraine, uh, in, in exchange for um, releasing funds to to Hungary, that would be really uh, the end of our rule of law uh, negotiations or, or of this rule of law mechanism that we have, that we brought into place.
The commission's spokesperson said that the European Commission isn't sending a message and that he doesn't believe that anybody will see this implementation of the rules as somehow the commission stating a position on Hungary's respect for the rule of law. However, criticism continues. I can only judge on the on the position that uh, the commissioner gave or the commissioners gave uh, in our last um, budget meeting where they were very clear that the targets are not fulfilled yet, that the milestones are not, that we're not even there yet. And uh, I uh, believe that the commission has to be uh, strong here. I believe that the council has to be very clear here. And uh, if the commission is co- really considering this dirty deal, giving in to, to Hungary together with the council and releasing the funds, then the European Parliament will uh, use all its instruments at its, at its disposal uh, to stop this and, and to fight against it. Does this decision of the Commission set a precedent for other countries that are not complying with the rule of law? Yes, of course. Uh, other member states also are closely watching what's happening there. Uh, but Poland, I think, is now a different case because we have a government that, or we might have soon government that is willing to work with uh, the European institutions in good faith. And then we can see if we find solutions. Women will not be easy because if the justice system is destroyed, like it's destroyed in Poland, it's not that easy to repair it. But if there's the willingness, if we can work together with experts, with the Venice Commission, with the Commission, uh, they can try to really work together uh, and, and building up the judicial system in Poland. Again, I think that we have a different case. But there are other member states like Slovakia, uh, where we have a new government and where it's very important to show like this is not the way you can uh, act in the European Union. You have to apply the rule of law. We have it in our treaties. We have it in Article 2. And I think we also should consider Uh, new instruments or other instruments uh, on on Hungary now, because um, when we have the new uh, government in Poland, we should consider uh, triggering or or moving forward with uh, Article 7 again. That is the actual instrument also on the rule of law. Um, It is uh, triggered already against Hungary. I think we should go forward with it um, uh, and and use more pressure actually uh, on, on Hungary and also show that there's it's, it's, it's not a way that you can uh, move in the European Union. We should not set this bad precedent here. The European Parliament and the European Commission appear committed to defending democratic values, providing a hopeful message for the upcoming European elections. I think it's uh, very uh, important that uh, we fight for the rule of law. We did this. And I think uh, what we also showed in the European Parliament was that we were very united as a pro-European groups on this issue. And actually, nobody believed that we would have a rule of law mechanism. Nobody believed that it would be applied against the member state, uh, that we would really have the situation where now billions of euros are uh, stopped uh, flowing to, uh, um, to, to Hungary, to Poland. Um, and I think this shows what difference the European Parliament can make if it's united in an issue, if it's really fighting uh, for an issue. And I think that's a really a very positive example that we should also take with us for the European elections to show the citizens this European parliamentarians, this European Parliament uh, makes really a difference and it's fighting for our values in the European Union. I think this is a, a hopeful message also 
for the uh, European elections, where we also will have the big fight between those who want us to destroy Europe, who want to destroy democracy and rule of law, and those who want to protect it uh, and who want to have a democratic society and a free and democratic Europe. Uh, and I think this will also be a battle for the European Union, but we can send a positive message here from the European Parliament. Thank you very much. I am Evi Chiori, and this was your Active's Beyond the Byline podcast. Visit your Active to stay on top of the latest news, sign up to our podcast newsletter, and if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, you can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever it is that you're listening to your podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and until next time. As part of our commitment to accuracy, inclusion and transparency, Euractiv is part of the Trust Project.